Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. I am indeed the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Nice to have you with me this weekend. I hope you'll join me every weekend in the same station, same time. We're in about 170 stations nationwide, by the way, news talk stations. I'm glad yours is one of them. We're on XM Radio as well. If you uh, are traveling, well, God forbid you should travel and not hear the show, you can hear it live and streaming at rudymaxa.com between 10.06 a.m. Eastern and noon Eastern. So uh, there you go. Or, or if, if you hear a segment that you would like to pass along to a friend because it might be of interest to them, or you just thought it was hilarious, or anything else. Uh, a podcast of the show is posted usually around about Sunday night, and you can go there and uh, just click on podcasts. And there's an hour one and an hour two, and there's a list of the guests in each hour, and you can forward that to someone, or you could listen to it again if you happen to come in mid-interview and want to hear the whole thing. And that's that story. Well, uh, in a few minutes, we're going to take a look at a cruise ship report card from Marcy Kiever of the Friends of Earth. The topic is cruise ships and how they dispense of waste at sea. And my guess is Ms. Kiever isn't overly impressed with cruise lines' commitments to keeping the seas pristine. We'll learn about that in just about four minutes. And a new memoir of travel-themed essays called The Blind Masseuse will be published in a week or so. We have the author, Ms. Alden Jones, with us shortly. If you live in a big city, you've probably noticed a proliferation of publicly available bike racks around town. You know, you put your credit card in, you get a bike, you can ride it to... Uh, uh, a couple miles and park it in another place and walk away. But when should you share a bike and when should you rent a bike? Chris Wogus is president of Bike and Roll NYC. He joins to explain. You can blame my producer, Janet DeAsavita McDonald, for the attention we pay to traveling with pets. She has a dog she's very much in love with. Well, this week she's found an inn in California that offers a room service menu just for Rover. This I've got to hear. As usual, toward the end of the hour, I'll have a few good deals of the week, but first uh, a look at some of the week's travel news we didn't get to in the first hour. A one-way transatlantic flight for less than $300? Pretty good. That's the plan for some low-cost airlines that think the fuel savings offered by Boeing's new 787 Dreamliner just might make that economically feasible. If you're as old as I am, you know that over the years, deeply discounted transatlantic airlines have fallen by the wayside. I think of People's Express and Laker Airways, among others. But the discount carrier Norwegian Air Shuttle, an airline I'd never heard of, Norwegian Air Shuttle, would like to be the first to succeed, and the airline's CEO placed a very big bet last year when he ordered, get this, 222 planes from Airbus and Boeing. 222 planes? are they're major airlines that don't have 222 planes. Now, that airline, Norwegian Air Shuttle, has already sold tickets for less than $600 round trip between New York and Scandinavia, and uh, the CEO recently told Bloomberg News that he wants his airline to be able to slash transatlantic fares on a regular basis. He says fuel prices doomed previous efforts, but the new aircraft with their carbon composite bodies and more efficient engines make profits possible even at $600 round trip, which is about half of what you'd pay today to fly, uh, say, from Norway to New York. Norwegian Air Shuttle will soon receive its third 787. It's open to crew base in Bangkok, Thailand, and intends to do the same in Fort Lauderdale and New York. He wants to capture Americans seeking low fares to not only Europe, but also Asia. JetBlue this week had some fun with the government shutdown. The carrier offered priority passage through airport security for any of its passengers in the Washington, D.C.'s three airports who happen to have the name Bill, as in the bill that Congress couldn't seem to pass to get the government back up and running. 
The airline got some press notice for the promotion, and a lot of Bills, Wills, and Williams got to their gates faster using that complimentary even more speed pass that JetBlue gave every bill that came to the counter. In Aspen, Colorado, the City Council on Tuesday approved legislation that will allow for the sale of recreational marijuana in that ski town. Each municipality in Colorado gets to vote on whether to, in effect, legalize marijuana or not, and Aspen came down on the side of yes. One Aspen City Council member said it would be nice to see some kind of non-alcohol serving places to consume that marijuana, some kind of coffee shop atmosphere. Somewhere the late gonzo journalist who lived near Aspen, Hunter S. Thompson, is smiling. Marcy Keir is the Oceans and Vessels Director with Friends of the Earth, and her organization recently reached a report on ships, and I want to welcome her to the show now. Ms. Keever, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. Hi, Rudy. It's nice to talk to you today. Why do I think that the report card on how ships dispose of waste when at sea, not everybody got A's? That's right. Uh, and we put the report card out uh, every year, uh, as we have for the past four years, to actually give consumers a choice. Um, there are so many things that you can choose when you decide to take a cruise, and uh, we wanted people to be able to take the environment into account and public health uh, when choosing to take a cruise and choosing a line and choosing a ship. So there are ships that do it better than others? That's right. Um, right. Before we, cruise, let me just, uh, Marcy, before sure. we get specific, let me just ask you a general question. Are, is the cruise industry getting better at this over the years you've, you've released these, these reports? Some of the lines most definitely are getting better. Good. Disney Cruise Line tops our, our cruise ship report card with an A this year overall, oh, and they were at an F in 2009. So we really can see some improvement if they improve their technology. Are there some big names that are getting Ds and Fs as well? That's right. Um, Costa Cruises is down mm -hmm. at the bottom with a, an F, um, MSC, a major Italian cruise line, um, and Carnival Cruise Lines. The biggest line in the worldwide fleet with 24 ships um, has a C- minus this year, but they have an F for sewage treatment. I'm sorry to hear that. What what makes and gosh, you know, we're gonna. I'm going to ask you back, and we're going to have a little more time to talk about this because this is during the news segment, sort of a. Marcy, I'm irritated that uh, I don't have more time, but we'll, we'll work this I'd out. I'd be happy to. But what what technology marks the difference between one cruise line that gets an A and one that gets an F? I mean, is it all about technology, or is it uh, commitment on the, on the part of the crew? You know, it's really about technology because that's the thing that we have the ability to to research and discover and to be able to grade them on. And, for example, um, when it comes to sewage treatment technology, some cruise ships and lines are using more than 30-year-old technology to treat their sewage. Um, and the, the standards aren't up to, you know, up to par. Um, but a, a, a cruise line like Disney or even Royal Caribbean, another really large cruise line with 21 ships, um, is using what's known as advanced sewage treatment. And, and cleaning that sewage and whatever comes out the pipe of those ships to really, really high standards that are much, much better for the ocean um, and all of our health. Is there, are there international regulations uh, that define what a cruise ship can legally put into the, into the, into the sea? Yes, there are both international and U.S. regulations, and we continue to argue that they are not strong enough. And so it's both a commitment on the, the part of the cruise lines to actually update their technology, and, and we're also pushing at that regulatory level to get those standards upgraded that then would push the rest of the industry to actually clean up. Are some in the industry, and this is my last question, but I'm going to have you back soon, uh, are some of the industry uh, violating even those low, the, the, those set, the, those, those low bar rules, for lack of a better phrase? We actually do um, 
see violations um, in, in the state of Alaska. Um, that's one of the only places in the world that's actually testing what comes out of the pipe. Um, and those, those, those ships actually have to do those much higher standards. Mm-hmm. Worldwide, we really don't know. Um, we, there is no monitoring and, and, and reporting, and so it's really tough to know who's, who's making the grade and who isn't, and that's why we did the report card. All right, fascinating. Marcy, uh, Marcy Kiever is the Oceans and Vessels Program Director with Friends of the Earth. Uh, Marcy, I'd, I'd love to have you come back in a couple of weeks because I, I want to explore this further, okay? Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back in Rudy Max's world in just a moment after this break. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, folks. Rudy Maxa here, inviting you to discover what Ireland's great cities have to offer. Cities like Dublin, Belfast, Galway, and Kilkenny are as rooted in history as they are in the 21st century. From ancient landmarks to five-star hotels, from a new generation of chefs cooking up a foodie scene as dynamic as it is delicious, to iconic castles and coastlines. All are within easy reach of these vibrant city hubs that are making their way onto best destination lists from National Geographic to TripAdvisor. Plan a trip today. Go to Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com and click on Sponsors. Do you live with stress? If you have nervousness or common everyday anxiety, we're looking for you. Because right now we're sending risk-free supplies of a fast-acting supplement to listeners of this station. You heard right. Every listener who calls right now will learn how to get a risk-free bottle of Stress Block, a naturally derived formula that promotes feelings of calmness, focus, and well-being in a great-tasting chewable. Supplies for this risk-free offer are limited, so don't wait. Just call 1-800-514-5947. Stress Block is a fast-acting, non-prescription formula to support relaxation without causing drowsiness. Your nervousness is guaranteed to begin fading like magic in no time. This special risk-free offer is for listeners of this station, but it won't last. Call us now for this exclusive Stress Block risk-free offer. Just call 1-800-514-5947. That's 1-800-514-5947. Call 1-800-514-5947. Musicians, what if you could get below-cost pricing on thousands of guitars, amps, and effects now through Tuesday at Guitar Center? Deals like American-made Gibson SGs for just $379. Taylor Acoustics just $719. Schecter Electrics for $79. It's Guitar Center's Guitarathon. Deep markdowns on custom shop models, prototypes, rep samples, and discontinued items from top manufacturers. Manufacturers like Fender, Gibson, Taylor, Martin, PRS, Boss, Digitech, and more. Guitarathon, Guitar Center's biggest guitar amp and effects event of the year, ends Tuesday. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Travel Guard. And here's an offer Travel Guard's got for you that you want to take advantage of. Travel Guard's teamed up with Reader's Digest, the name you know and trust for reliable expert advice. And, of course, Travel Guard is the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance services plans. Together, Reader's Digest and Travel Guard are offering you a free Smart Spenders Travel Guide that will tell you, among other things, 10 reasons to stop making excuses and just travel already. Eight must-have travel accessories, how to eat like a king, pay like a pauper. I would like to read that. Seven secrets to cheap off-season vacations and more. You can get your own Smart Spenders Travel Guide by going to travelguard.com 
and getting this free copy. Or you can go to my website uh, for the radio show, rudymaxa.com, and just click on the banner ad for Travel Guard that runs across the top of the home, home page. Okay, it's about 19 minutes after the hour. I'm delighted to be joined by the author of a new book that comes out in a matter of days. Her name is Alden Jones. And before we start and I tell you anything about the book, Ms. Jones, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rudy. I'm glad to be here. Do I understand correctly that you just had a baby like about eight hours ago? I just had a baby. I'm actually in the hospital. <laughs> You're doing this from your hospital bed. I'm you doing know, from uh, an empty hospital room, yep. <laughs> you know, I've written a couple books and done promotion tours, and I guess, you know, if I had given birth, I'd probably do promotion too because it's so hard to promote books these days, isn't it? Yeah, seriously. And, it's well, all, you know, it's also the time you have the most help, but um, we're getting discharged right after the interview, so we're about to go home. Well, God bless you. Well, thank you for doing it from bedside. My goodness. Your book is called The Blind Masseuse, A Traveler's Memoir from Costa Rica to Cambodia. That is a fairly provocative title. This is a collection of essays, is it not? It was originally conceived as a collection of essays, and it became more of a book-length memoir, a book-length narrative that sort of pieced together different parts of my life. So um, you can call it a memoir or a collection of essays. And how did you come to travel this extensively? I started out in high school. I was just um, really into Spanish, so I really wanted to go where I could speak Spanish, and that led me all over. They don't speak Spanish in Cambodia, Alden. I don't know how to break this down. I know. That was the problem. I really wanted to go to Cambodia, but they don't speak Spanish in Cambodia. (laughs) So I had to figure out a way to get there. I started out, um, you know, as a student and then as a volunteer. I was an English um, teaching volunteer for World Teach in Costa Rica. Spent a year there, and then um, I just uh, kept being very lucky and getting jobs as a travel guide or a teacher, um, and then working for an amazing organization called Putty Student Travel, um, which takes groups of high school students on educational trips abroad, and that led me to become a professor on semester at sea. So I finally, when I was on semester at sea, got to go to Cambodia. (laughs) And you also teach creative writing and literature at Emerson College in Boston, I understand. I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... uh... And, and did did you become fluent in Spanish in your travels? I did. I started when I was ten. We I had a school that started in the fifth grade, so by the time I got out of college, I was fluent in Spanish, and then um, you know went on to learn a little French, and then I realized I didn't have to speak the language to go to the country. I was very attached to the idea that I had to learn how to speak like a native at first, and then I realized that was yeah. Having me to from speak going. like a native would cut down on your travels in this world. <laughs> yeah. Each each language, each <laughs> country. Now ambitious. you're. Now, I know you just had your baby girl, what, two days ago? Uh, on the 16th. The days are all running together. I think it was three, three days, days ago, ago now. Okay, and you also have a son. Yeah. Uh, yes. Is there any backstory? And I'm asking this, you know, often I've read, read books before. I, so I know the answer before I ask it. In this case, I don't. Is there any backstory to uh, the father of your babies and your travels? Well, actually, I'm married to a woman, so... Oh, you're married to a woman. A <laughs> That's a yeah. whole different backstory. <laughs> So there is a story, but it's definitely not in this memoir. <laughs> that would be a different did, memoir. But did you meet her while traveling? I did, actually. She was uh, Well, there you go. Good. Day. See, another benefit to yeah, traveling. So that's, that's Chapter 7. You haven't gotten to Chapter 7 yet. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten to Chapter so, 7 yet. All right, what is the, yeah. the title? The, the title of The Blind Masseuse. Uh, is this a masseuse you... Uh, well, you tell me what that means, please. Okay, well, I started to write... I had a very interesting experience in Costa Rica where I was, um, I got, I was in the Marriott, a very fancy hotel near San Jose, and I was getting a massage from a man who told me he'd been blind since birth, and he proceeded, this is, you know, became one of the essays, um, he proceeded to sort of critique my physical, uh, you know, my body, basically, um, 
based on first what he was feeling, but then he started saying things like, do you have blue eyes or brown eyes? I said, I have brown eyes. He said, oh, that's too bad. You should have blue eyes. I'm like, you don't even know what color is. You've been blind since birth. And and so I started writing this essay about our preconceived notions or the preconceived notions that he had about me um, and how that sort of became a metaphor for what I saw as my role as a traveler moving through the world. You know, I'm, I'm guilty certainly of the same thing while traveling, which is, you know, deciding I understand something about a culture before I before I perceive it with my own senses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it became sort of, you know, as I as I wrote this essay, it became the metaphor for what, you know, I, I like this. I liked the idea of um, this book both examining why we travel, but also, you know, giving us a little bit of an examination of, you know, is there anything suspect about why we travel, and is there anything we do, you know, right or wrong while we travel? So. Giving my, putting myself under the microscope as well as, as you know, what, what but, are my motives as a But Alden, where, where does the masseuse come in? Well, I, I had an actual massage from a blind masseuse. Was he a masseuse or masseuse? Uh, from a blind mas- massage therapist, masseur. A, a man, a man. Okay, a that's man, what... yes. Okay. And okay. I had originally just used the wrong word, masseuse, and someone pointed it out to me, and I was like, <laughs> actually, I think I'm the blind masseuse. So that's He's, how right, the book right. became titled The Blind Masseuse. So you used an interesting word a moment ago describing travel. What, what did you say? You said, uh, uh, well, you, you suggested there might be a bad side to travel. Well, I really wanted to look at the ethics of travel. Like, is there something... The ethics of travel from the traveler's travel. point of view? The, 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 yeah. the, the traveler's ethics in traveling. The traveler's ethics. Like, are right. we okay. just going into cultures and, and taking things that we want, taking pictures so we can, you know, brag about yes. what we've done without considering the lives of the people who live there, are we giving anything back? And are we, you know, are we really supposed to be giving something back? What are, what are we supposed to be doing as, as ethical travelers? That's one of the central questions of the book. Are you familiar with the website The Ethical Traveler, by any chance? I am, yes. Okay, yeah, that's a question they ask repeatedly on their website, and they do it, do it very well. Um, and, 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 and so did, did these start as a series of essays and become a book? It started out as one essay that I just wrote, mm-hmm. and um, I was... I was in graduate school, I was in my early 20s, and, I, and the idea of travel literature was still something that was kind of either old school, like, you know, um, Paul Bowles did it, or very new, like there wasn't really a travel literature section at the bookstore yet, it was mm-hmm. right before that happened, and a magazine called Grand Tour appeared in my mailbox, and it was a journal of fine travel literature, and I was like, ah, you know, I travel and I write, I should try this, and I wrote this one essay, which became the first chapter of the blind masseuse called Blard is Good for You. And it wound Hold up... Back up, back up. It's called, what's the first chapter called? It's called Lard is Good for You. Lard is Good for You. Were you in the town of Lardo in Italy? No. No, oh, because they, they, they will tell you that in Lardo, I'll tell you. Lardo. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a lot of lard in Lardo, Italy? Oh, they have a lard festival every year, yes. I actually oh, attended it. I couldn't quite eat all the lard they wanted me to eat, but uh, I'm sure I'll pay for it with an early death. Wow, but, I'm sure. <laughs> what is your title? What, what, how did you get lard into the first chapter title? I, well, I spent, as I said, I spent a year um, teaching English in Costa Rica in a small yes. town. Yes. And <clears throat> the, the philosophy there was that lard was good for you, so you put it in everything. Ah. Uh-huh. And... I was living with a family who, you know, they would pick this beautiful broccoli from the farm and then just fry it to death in lard, and I'd be like, no, no, and um, that, you know, there emerged the tourist on one shoulder and the traveler on the other, the tourist saying, like, oh, that's disgusting, don't eat that, and the traveler saying, come on, fit in, just do what everyone else does. This is how they do it. Did you try to change their ways? 
Did you explain to him that lard wasn't good for the... But at the very end, well, this is a bit of a spoiler, but um, there was a, an incident at the end of the chapter um, where the whole town was like, oh, no, maybe lard isn't good for you. And so there was like a town-wide movement away from lard after I'd been trying to embrace you, it the whole time I was there. You converted the entire town against the lard, which they've been using I, to cook no, everything me. but orange juice their entire life? <laughs> I was just what? trying to fit in. It wasn't me. It was um, someone had a heart attack. So, and the doctor was like, it was lard. So everyone freaked out and... <laughs> Um, that was the end of the uh, excessive use of lard in La Victoria. Oh, right. oh, well, that's a great story. Well, I look forward to reading the book. Let me uh, remi- remind our listeners we're talking with Alden Jones. We're about to say goodbye to her. Her book is called, she's the author of a new book called The Blind Masseuse, colon, A Traveler's Memoir from Costa Rica to Cambodia. It's available now on Amazon. It's going to be everywhere in November, 20th, uh, in November of this year. Um, uh, Alden also teaches creative writing and literature at Emerson College in Boston. And when she's not busy writing a book or teaching literature, she's having a baby girl this uh, very, <laughs> very week. Congratulations, and I know you're leaving the hospital Thank now. You. I'll let you go on your way. Good luck with the book, and thanks for dropping in, Alden. Thank you so much, Rudy. Take care. Bye-bye. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Glad you are. We'll be back after this break. We're going to talk about the when you should rent a bike and when you should use a bike off one of those public bike stands. We'll talk with a guy who lives and breathes bikes. Stick around. We'll be right back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Hey, honey, you know that flight we were supposed to fly out on tomorrow? Well, it's been canceled because of the weather. This was supposed to be our dream vacation. How did we end up here in the emergency room? Got a travel insurance plan? If you do, you can be covered for trip cancellation due to a covered reason. Medical expenses, lost luggage, and more. Cover yourself today. Call your travel agent or visit travelguard.com. Coverage provided by Travel Card Group, Inc., a licensed insurance producer. Coverage will be limited by the terms and conditions of the policy and may not be available in all states. Insurance underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, PA. Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili and maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the Rolaids liquid. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. New Rolaids liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, Rolaids liquid dual active formula Coats and soothes for rapid relief. New Rolaids liquid in your choice of mint or cherry. Use as directed. R O L A I D S? Now that's how you spell relief. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. And this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. It's easier than ever now to visit Ireland because this year saw the addition of direct flights from major U.S. cities. And in 2014, travelers from the West Coast will be able to fly nonstop via Aer Lingus from San Francisco to Dublin. And once in Ireland, you'll be able to experience one of the hippest destinations in Europe. I can vouch for that. You'll be able to visit ancient landmarks, stay in five-star hotels. You can sample a delicious cuisine by a new generation of chefs eager to show the world that Ireland can compete on the food scene. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, and others have recently been listed on the best destination lists of National Geographic and TripAdvisor. What are you waiting for? Plan a trip today. Visit Ireland.com for more info and the vacation of a life in Ireland. 
And by the way, in a few weeks, we're going to come to you live from Dublin uh, and elsewhere in Northern Ireland. I look forward to that, so stick around. My next guest, well, he knows a lot about bikes. His name is Chris Wogus. He's the president of, well, is it Bike and Roll NYC, Chris? Is that the proper name? That is the proper name, yes. Okay, I didn't know if it was that or NYC Bike and Roll. And you you, uh, run an empire of bike rentals, right? Yes, uh, bike rentals spread throughout the city from Brooklyn, all through Manhattan, even into New Jersey now. And uh, and how has this this wave of uh, bike sharing, urban bike sharing uh, um, uh, uh, installations in various large cities, uh, New York as well, affected your business? Well, it certainly uh, created a lot of press, which is great. But uh, they were designed to be complementary businesses, and they really have been. Uh, Bike sharing is primarily driven to replace the A to B rides, either the taxi or the bus or the subway, whereas the bike rental is more of a a longer-term experience-based ride, an hour or longer where you're going to go bike to Brooklyn Bridge or you're going to bike Central Park. So we actually see people coming to us on the bike share bikes and then swapping to our bikes for that event. All right, talk a little about the difference in the bikes and the difference in the cost. I mean, give me a compare and contrast between bike sharing, uh, which are our, uh, which 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 cities generally put in. They'll hire a private contractor to put in bikes, and people put a credit card in, and as you say, go from point A to B, like in lieu of a cab, perhaps. Uh, t- talk about the difference between bike sharing and bike rental, which is what you do. Sure, bike sharing uh, primarily is a sturdier, uh, much heavier bike. It's meant to be outside all the time. It, it gets for lack of a better word, abused because it's used so much. Um, the the rides are driven to be short-term where if you're riding for under an hour, it's significantly cheaper than if you ride a rental bike, which if you ride for over an hour is significantly cheaper than the bike share bike. Uh, the rental bikes are uh, higher-end bikes. We use Trek bikes. They're up to 21 speeds. They're lighter. They're, they're meant for the longer ride. They're not as heavy. Um, like I said, they have more speeds. It's more user-friendly. If you're going to be on it for a long time, you want to be on a bike that's lighter, that's easier to ride. Uh, whereas and if you're going to be commuting and you're going to be riding in the city streets and through the potholes and the things you deal with in Manhattan, you want that heavier, sturdy bike. So uh, the differences really are pretty great, um, which is nice because the systems were built to really be that complementary offer to each other and not uh, sort of have one pick off the other, if that makes sense. And financially, if you're going to rent a bike for four or five hours, you're much better off renting a bike as opposed to using a bike share uh, uh, kiosk, yes? Absolutely. Once you get over an hour with the bike share kiosk, it's incredibly expensive. And that's not a surprise. They'll tell you that as well, uh, where you can rent a bike for a full day from a rental outfit for a little bit more than it would cost you probably for an hour or two on the bike share bike. Just out of curiosity, before I say goodbye, where, where do you, where where do you rent bikes in Manhattan? You yourself, where does your company have bike uh, rental offices? We're we're pretty spread out. So we're in in the hot spots as far as tours goes. Central Park. Uh, we're in in um, Hudson River Park, right next to the Intrepid. We're in Battery Park, right next to the Staten Island Ferry and I see. the ferry to the Statue of Liberty. We're in Brooklyn Bridge Park, which is now being built up. Uh, we run from Battery Park at the very bottom of the city all the way north to 197th Street in Highbridge Park, where, believe it or not, there's mountain biking that you can do in Manhattan. You can take a subway and do mountain bike. So it's pretty diverse, and we're really in all the tourist areas. Wait, 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 wait where do you do mountain biking? You mean along the, the, the river there, you know, below Columbia University in Harlem and that sort of thing? No, believe it or not, in Highbridge Park at 197th Street, there's mountain bike trails, true mountain really? bike trails. Uh, there's a team that travels the country, and they're considered sort of the it team if they come in and they rate your trails and they do some work on them. 
uh, it, it really gives you credibility. And they actually worked on these trails, and these trails are amazing. You wouldn't believe you could take the one train, get off, and go mountain biking like you're not even in the city anymore. It really is a, an interesting experience. No, I didn't know about this. Did you say it's called High Bridge Park? High Bridge, yeah. Is that because it's near the GW Bridge, or...? Uh, it's no. near the old High Bridge, actually, so that's how it got its name. Uh, and it's it's actually being redeveloped, the High Bridge, so you'd be able to use it again as a, uh, a pedestrian walkway and a biking walkway. So once that's done, you'll actually be able to ride a bike nonstop all the way uh, around the city on completely closed roads. So it'll actually be really nice. And you can stop along the way and do the, the mountain biking if you want. But uh, it's interesting to look at all the diverse things you can do in Manhattan, and so much of it people don't realize yet. That is great. When is the project going to be done? Uh, high Bridge, I'm not sure when they're going to be done with that, but the mountain I mean, biking operation is open already. But I mean, um, the High Bridge is, like, working be, on it. is being able to circle Manhattan entirely on, on closed roads on a bike. I mean, are we talking years away or months? I, I think it's probably years. Um, it's pretty close now where you can circumnavigate Manhattan with almost staying on closed roads, but this will really add that, that final layer to it. Really? Uh, but if you if you look at the west side, you could ride from Battery Park up past True. the George Washington Bridge on closed roads the whole way. Beautiful. Hey, Chris, thanks for dropping by. I appreciate it. And good. You know, thank you for the uh, information about uh, the accessibility of BikeWise in New York. Appreciate it. No problem. I appreciate you having us. Chris Wogus is president of Bike and Roll NYC. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Musicians, what if you could get below cost pricing on thousands of guitars, amps, and effects now through Tuesday at Guitar Center? Deals like American made Gibson SGs for just $379, Taylor Acoustics just $719, Schechter Electrics for $79. It's Guitar Center's Guitarathon. Deep markdowns on custom shop models, prototypes, rep samples, and discontinued items from top manufacturers like Fender, Gibson, Taylor, Martin, PRS, Boss, Digitech, and more. Guitarathon. Guitar Center's biggest guitar amp and effects event of the year ends Tuesday. Do you live with stress? If you have nervousness or common everyday anxiety, we're looking for you. Because right now we're sending risk-free supplies of a fast-acting supplement to listeners of this station. You heard right. Every listener who calls right now will learn how to get a risk-free bottle of Stress Block, a naturally derived formula that promotes feelings of calmness, focus, and well-being in a great-tasting chewable. Supplies for this risk-free offer are limited, so don't wait. Just call 1-800-514-5947. Stress Block is a fast-acting, non-prescription formula to support relaxation without causing drowsiness. Your nervousness is guaranteed to begin fading like magic in no time. This special risk-free offer is for listeners of this station, but it won't last. Call us now for this exclusive Stress Block risk-free offer. Just call 1-800-514-5947. That's 1-800-514-5947. Call 1-800-514-5947. GEICO presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. Name's Mark, and this here beastly hog is Princess. Easy, Princess. Slow your roll. So how does this chopper cowboy save on motorcycle insurance, you ask? Easy. I just strapped on my savings, chaps, called Geico, and bam. I'm saving so much, my princess, well, she gets treated like a queen. 
Geico Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Hey, this is Guy Fieri. Now, when your recipe calls for red peppers, chili powder, garlic, and onions, you got the start of some awesome chili and maybe some heartburn. If that's the case, roll out the Rolaids liquid. Don't let heartburn keep you from enjoying the things you love. New Rolaids liquid gets you back in the action fast. Even when your worst heartburn symptoms flare up, Rolaids liquid dual active formula coats and soothes for rapid relief. New Rolaids liquid in your choice of mint or cherry. Use as directed. R-O-L-A-I-D-S? Now that's how you spell relief. Hey, honey, you know that flight we were supposed to fly out on tomorrow? Well, it's been canceled because of the weather. This was supposed to be our dream vacation. How did we end up here in the emergency room? Got a travel insurance plan? If you do, you can be covered for trip cancellation due to a covered reason. Medical expenses, lost luggage, and more. Cover yourself today. Call your travel agent or visit TravelGuard.com. Coverage provided by Travel Guard Group, Inc., a licensed insurance producer. Coverage will be limited by the terms and conditions of the policy and may not be available in all states. Insurance underwritten by National Union Fire Insurance Company of Pittsburgh, PA. Get out the map, get out the map, and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 43 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you back here in Rudy Maxa's world. So there is in Carlsbad, California, an inn called West Inn and Suites. Not West Inn, like the hotel chain, but West Space Inn. West Inn and Suites in Carlsbad. And we have with us Kim Akers. She's the Vice President of Hospitality there. By the way, the tagline for the inn is, we always try to find a way to say yes. I wish more people in life said that. We always try to find a way to say yes. And I wish every hotel in the world did. Um, and, and, and Kim, you apparently, uh, apparently you guys like dogs there. Is that right? We love pets. <laughs> we love pets. Now, we love pets. We have a number of rooms set aside just for a pet-friendly um, pet uh, travelers. How many rooms we, do you have all together? We have 86 rooms, and okay. um, 12 of them set aside for our pet-friendly travelers. And, um, you know, it's just been a great experience. It's how does, how does a pet your 12 pet-friendly pet rooms compare to your other uh, 75 rooms? Well, we just try to have a different mix of the room types. And what's different is we try to keep them on the first floor. Sometimes pets don't travel well in elevators, you know, ah, things like that. So we try to, you know, we try to keep them consistent. And then no matter what you do during the cleaning process, and we've never in the, you know, in the years that we've been open, in the seven years that we've been open, really had a room that really wasn't taken care of with respect to a pet stay. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been, overall, it's been a really great experience, but you want to limit them because some people have allergies. We take down drapes, carpets, get cleaned immediately following all of that good stuff. And mm -hmm. um, so you just want to try to limit them because not everybody is a, a pet crazed uh, traveler. But it sounds like you probably have pets. I do. What, tell me about your pets. How many? Well, I had two, um, and um, Hunter and Chanel were here at the hotel when we opened, and they greeted guests. They were two big golden retrievers. Hunter and, and Chanel are the names yes, of your dogs? Yep. Hunter and Chanel. I'd like Hunter. to date Chanel, but I guess I, I, that's know, a I know. great name. But unfortunately, they passed a year ago, and oh, what's I'm so remarkable though is just that we have a dedicated park to them um, and they uh, live on people ask about them still all the time and since then I've gotten a I, I've gotten a 
Jersey, another golden retriever, an 86-pound puppy who's ridiculous and not quite <laughs> ready to be greeting guests yet. That's that's great. Now, in addition to your 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 pet rooms that you've set aside for folks traveling with pets, you have a new canine cuisine room service menu. I'd like to know what some of the choice items on that are. Okay, so we have German Shepherd pie. And it German has Shepherd shot- pie. Yes. Now, is this, is this something you all make in the kitchen, or is is this a can of dog food that's put in a fancy bowl? No, no, no. We have two oh. on-site dining. Um, restaurants. One is our Bistro West and the other Mm -hmm. is West Steak and Seafood. And at both restaurants, it's more of a farm to table concept. And we truly have our own farm. We have three acres where we grow our produce. We have trees, fruit trees. We have vegetables. And then at both restaurants, we serve certified prime beef, which is you know, a lot of times people don't understand the difference, um, right. but it is the upper echelon of 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 the, you know, that whole. Wait, a are you telling me you're doing farm to table meals for dogs? Yeah. So what we do is they they might take a Amazing. steak, yeah, and um and we have organic chicken and they debone it with vegetables and couscous and chicken stocks in it. Um, we have a where's the beef, which is our juicy beef burger where they're grind, you know, they ground the, the beef down. Um, and then you can also have it in a bison. Um, that you're making me hungry here. Wait a minute. Do you I, use that, I, that high grade beef for the beef, the, the, the yes. doggy burger? Yes. Yes. I'm coming back next life. I'm coming back as a dog and checking into your place. <laughs> Um, we've got some of your pictures I sent to your producer, and so some of the meals, they, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. Um, and so we have the shredded carrots. We have the fingerling pot- potatoes from our farm that are put in them. Um, and then we actually serve it in an, uh, the Houndburger. One of the choices is where you could have it served in an iceberg lettuce cup. The Houndburger um, in an iceberg lettuce cup. Yeah, yeah. you're getting pretty mm-hmm. fancy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is... The items we, are a bit pricey. I mean, some of the, you know, they range from, you know, nine ninety five to twenty three ninety five. Well, of course upon it's pricey. Nothing's too good for your dog. I believe that. I believe yeah, that. Yeah, I know you believe that. Well, we are actually going to put some photos up. Uh, uh, they may actually, I bet they're already up if I know Janet. I think they're they already are. up on my face. So if you go to, for listeners, if you go to Facebook, you'll see two Rudy Maxes. One is a personal page I don't pay a lot of attention to, and the other one's a fan page. That's Rudy Max at Travel Slash Leisure. Go there. You can take a look at some of the canine cuisine from the West Inn and Suites in Carlsberg, California. Kim Akers is the VP of Hospitality there, and you can hear the love in her voice for, for pets. Kim, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. And the website is West Inn, I-N-N, West Inn and Suites, all one word, westinnandsuites.com. We'll be right back with some deals of the week. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World. How many times have I told you to buy your Thanksgiving tickets in spring? Most people know where they want to be for Thanksgiving, and if you are one of those people, you should buy it back then or at the beginning of summer at the latest. I've been nagging you all year, and I know some of you, you wait till the calendar says November, and you go, oh, Thanksgiving. Guess what? Everybody wants to travel Wednesday afternoon and come back Sunday evening. So you would be astounded at the difference in airfare prices if you leave Monday of Thanksgiving Day or Tuesday or Wednesday of Thanksgiving Day. 
or if you come back a couple of days after Thanksgiving weekend as opposed to Thanksgiving weekend. Brian Kelly has been a guest on the show. Always delighted to have him. He is the travel expert and founder of thepointsguy.com. I harangue you to go to thepointsguy.com and sign up for his daily uh, emails, which are very helpful, particularly if you are uh, in need of therapy as much as I am and collect too many frequent flyer points and actually care about it because Brian really cares about it. He makes me look like an amateur. Brian, welcome to the show. What's going on? Is it too late for any of these, any of my listeners who haven't been heeding my uh, uh, exhortations to buy Thanksgiving tickets? You know what, Rudy? It's not too late. You know, I know a lot of people have to wait to see if they can get off work, but uh, you're absolutely right. You know, traveling Wednesday to Sunday, you're going to get gouged on pricing. But if you're a little bit flexible, uh, you can definitely save. And uh, Kayak did a survey recently, and four to six weeks out isn't the worst time to buy airfare. So book now because it's only going to get more expensive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the show ends in about five minutes, and you should go and book your tickets uh, right now. So is there any advice other than buying you know, five days before Thanksgiving and coming back four or five days after five days after Thanksgiving? In other words, get going, beating the rush both ways. You know, airline pricing is crazy. Yes. <laughs> so right. you never really know. There's no exact good time to buy. What I would recommend, most airlines will let you cancel within 24 hours for free. So I would say monitor the route that you want to fly on the dates and see, see what's going on with the pricing. Most airlines will let you cancel for free, so you can book and then check the next day, and if it goes up, you know, you know, you got a good price. If it goes down, cancel for free and rebook at that lower price. Ah, good advice. Is there any advantage to flying Thanksgiving morning? There used to be. I'm not so sure there is anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, most people, you know, November is a time of spotty weather across the country. All it takes is one freak snowstorm to throw the entire air system out of whack. So I think most people want to leave the day before or even two days but if you're a risk taker and, and can fly on Thanksgiving Day and cross your fingers that everything works out well, um, that can definitely be cheaper since most people want to travel the night before. Okay. Any other tips uh, on Thanksgiving travel before uh, I let you get back to your life? I would just say don't discount frequent flyer miles. You'd be surprised, especially at the last minute. Uh, you can definitely use those miles, and a lot of airlines will let you use you know, double the amount of miles, which could still be a good deal if the airfare is crazy expensive. Really? Really? You think you can get some award miles over Thanksgiving during prime time? Absolutely. There's no blackout dates. Yeah, blackout dates don't exist really anymore. They'll release uh, as time goes on. So keep checking. If you can't afford that ticket, keep checking and using your miles because you may be surprised at how much availability there is. Brian, I appreciate it. Thanks for dropping in. Thanks for having me. Safe travel. Brian, Brian Kelly is the Points Guy. Check him out at thepointsguy.com. And while there, you can sign up for uh, his uh, very informative newsletter, as I say, particularly if you're a mileage junkie. Uh, who needs a therapist, as I do, for that very reason. Got a couple of deals of the week here before we say goodbye to you. Air New Zealand's got some good deals, beginning with flights from North America to Australia for as little as $1,448 round trip if you book by October 28th and you travel next year. So pay attention to this. This is only good March 1st through 31st of next year and May 1st through June 8th. So this is planning ahead if you want to go to Australia, but it's a great fare. About $1,500 round trip on Air New Zealand. Also, you know, when you're, if you're listening on the West Coast or if you're going to be in L.A. and you've got to get to London, of course, you think of British Airways, you think of American, you think of United, you think of Virgin Atlantic, but do you think of Air New Zealand to London from L.A.? No, you don't, but they fly. It's their flight coming in from uh, uh, New Zealand, and then it continues after stopping in L.A. on to London. So they are almost always cheaper than any of the airlines you normally think of between L.A. and London. They've got a deal right now. L.A. to London, round-trip 
$925. That is a great rate. Uh, your retail rate right now would be thirteen to fourteen hundred dollars a ticket, and they're going to do LA to New Zealand for thirteen hundred. But listen, all these fares I'm giving you must book on Air New Zealand's website. A travel agent isn't going to have this for you. Uh, you got to go to airnewzealand.com. Uh, uh, you'll find the lowest fares on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday flights. Other days you'll pay about twenty-five dollars extra, and you have to buy seven days in advance of your flight. But, again, if you like that uh, Australia deal for next spring, March, all of March and May 1st to June 8th, you've got to book by October uh, 28th. So that's coming up in, what, about eight or nine days. Um, the Broadmoor, you know that resort in Colorado Springs, that gorgeous, gorgeous. If you go to the website, you'll see it all lit up for Christmas. It's got some winter savings offers, especially good for families. Effective November 1st through April 30th. Packages include free dining for kids under 10 when accompanied by a paying adult, comp admission to the resort movie theater, a 30% discount on published suite rates if you, as a family, want to get a slightly larger room. Prices at Broadmoor aren't bad. They've been at $95 per person, not including taxes and fees. They're throwing in a bunch of free classes and activities, like cooking classes, fitness, and sports activities as well. Information at broadmoor.com, M-O-O-R, broadmoor.com. And this is National Cruise Vacation Week. Uh, so... National uh, CLIA, the the uh, Cruise Lines International Association, has got a bunch of sales. Go to cruising.org, click on Vacations, and click on National Cruise Vacation Week. Until October th- uh, 27th, next Sunday, they've got all kinds of upgrades, onboard credits, and discounts aboard the 200 ships who are members of CLIA. See you next weekend. I'm Rudy Maxa. Thanks to Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and Janet DeAcevedo, my executive producer. Stick around uh, for more radio, but come back and You've see me next weekend. you to Rudy Maxa's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.